BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Hope you're doing great. Hope you're having a wonderful week. I am back in the studio. I'm back in ATL after being gone for, I don't know, two weeks. I forgot. You know, it was a swift kick in the ass back on the road. We hit Vegas. I went to LA for work. Then I hit Chicago. So I've had two fantastic shows back on the road, Vegas and Chicago. You really, really showed up and showed out. And um, Chicago showed me one hell of a time. I do want to dedicate this episode to Jacqueline. Jacqueline is a kind young woman who sat on the front row at the Chicago show. And when I say front row, I mean literally directly at the tip of my my labia. She was right there. She was at the bottom, just on the receiving end of this magical pussy. And she was having the time of her life at the show. Chicago theater, let me explain this. Chicago theater is one of the most iconic theaters to perform at. There's literally Radio City, there's Chicago theater, you know, fuck, I'm playing the Pantages in LA, like all very, very iconic, iconic places. And when I tell you, being back in the Chicago theater filled me with a joy that I cannot describe. Chicago is one of my favorite cities in the world. It's got some of my favorite people. It's just, it's all of the, it's an amalgamation of just pure happiness and joy. I love deep dish. I love dogs. I love lakes. I love, you know, uh, just fun. I love attitude. I love Italians. That's what Chicago is filled with. And Jacqueline sat on the front row of the show and she just kept putting her hand up. She It was more like she was trying to fist bump, like in solidarity. It seemed a little white power adjacent. I know that that's not what she was trying to do, but she was a slender white woman in animal print, just constantly kind of putting her arm up. And I, you know, I'm trying to do a show. So I'm only catching it out of the corner of my eye that she's hitting me with the, the dap. You know what I mean? She's trying to hit me with one of those, but I only catch that out of the corner of my eye. And, and finally, I told her, I said, Jacqueline, you got to put your hands down. And then she kept doing this. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll understand what I'm doing. But I'm taking my right hand and my left hand, creating a little curve. And then when, you know, when you put your two hands together and it makes a heart, that's what Jacqueline was doing the entire show. 
just heart. And listen, you know, that's a nice thing. If you're going to get technically distracted by anything while you're performing for thousands of people, it should be a heart. You know, if she was just flicking me off the whole time and screaming, you suck, you know, that would have really thrown me off my game. But eventually, you know, if you're at the Chicago show, I had to address Jacqueline. I said, Jacqueline, how are you? And I realized she had really, oh, you know, consumed quite a bit of go-go juice before the show. And she was kind of like about to fall asleep, but also really wanted to be heard. Chit-chatted with her for a moment. From what I got from the conversation, she said she was in love with a man named Polly. So Polly, if you hear this, I think you need to call Jacqueline. I don't know what you're doing, but we're not going to allow you to fuck with our girl. Okay? She was very upset about it. I asked her, I said, Jacqueline, you know, do you have a love in your life? And she just kept saying, Polly, I don't, it's very Italian. Jacqueline sounds a little more French, but Polly, if you're out there, don't fuck around. If you fuck around, you're going to find out. I'm not messing around. Regardless of it being wildly distracting, I still had a really good laugh. And shout out to the, the crowd in Chicago for just being the fucking best. Dude, there was a guy named Mark on the front row who's an attorney. And when I asked him what he did, and I'm pissed we didn't record any of this crowd work. You know what I mean? In order to be a comedian today, you got to show everybody your crowd work all the time. But I do great crowd work. You know, I do. But I was talking to this guy, Mark, and I was like, Mark, what kind of law do you do? And he's like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I just said, typical. You know, you ever met a guy named Mark where he's a little elusive, doesn't really, you know, tell you what he does? Hey, I'm Mark. I'm in accounting. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Just be specific. I was like, trial attorney, litigator, corporate affairs. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's, you know, in a way, Mark, if you hear this too, it's, it's a little mansplaining. Like, you can just tell me what exactly it is that you do. I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's like, you know what? I do too, Mark. I wear a lot of fucking hats. I have a podcast. I'm writing a book. I've got a TV show that I'm working on. I'm working on another script. I'm producing a special. I've got another, another special coming out. I'm a constantly touring comedian. Did I mention I have a podcast? I have to keep Robin entertained at all minutes of every hour of every day. I'm basically a reservation specialist. I can get you into any restaurant in Atlanta. I'm also a party planner. I also am a professional dog lover. I am a maxinista, a fashionista, and a goddamn good time. So I don't want to hear a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And Mark was so proud of himself. And the girl he was with, man, she had great jugs. So, I mean, clearly the law is working out for him. But I'll tell you what, we had some characters at the Chicago show. And Jacqueline was approached by security a couple times. They were just like, hey, you know what I mean? Can you, can you settle down a little bit just so that the other people in the audience don't get annoyed? And there was a gentleman like two rows behind her who I, at one point I just heard him say like, Jacqueline, shut up. And I heard that. I mean, I'm delivering a joke and I could hear Jacqueline, cork it. And I just said, he's in it. So we're all good. We are all good. I, I'm, I hope that Jacqueline comes to another show. I want to, you know, where is she going to be in a year? We will see. We will know. But hopefully, Jacqueline, reach out to me. DM me. Just put in all caps in the DM. Jacqueline, 
because I, I want, I really need to follow up on, on you and Polly. Back on the road, which means when I'm packing, what am I throwing in the bag? That AG1. I started using AG1 years ago, two years ago. I'm a loyal follower. I'm a loyal listener. Yes, they sponsor my podcast, but it's because I use the damn product. You know, I test everything out. You know, I'm giving it to you 100 and keeping it real. I drink AG1 first thing in the morning. It just helps me. I don't have to think about taking a bunch of random loose pills in a drawer. I just do what I got to do. The reason I love it is because with one scoop, every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's super easy to make a daily habit. I also get the single serving AG1 travel pack, so I never have to miss a day. I just mix the powder with ice cold water, drink it first thing in the morning. That's it. Literally, AG1 is just makes it so easy to take good care of my body each day. Make it simple. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely. That's drinkag1.com slash absolutely to check it out. Again, I love AG1. It's got the prebiotics, the probiotics, 75 vitamins and minerals. And that's the biggest thing, okay? I hated taking pills. I hated taking those horse vitamins. Now I just rip open that pack, put a scoop in. We are good to go. Again, all you got to do is go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely to check it out. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue or that end of summer bash. Listen, you know you're already doing it. So why would you not get cash back for it? Well, now you can with Ibotta. It's officially the best app ever. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code absolutely when you register. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It's that easy. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. And the average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That's awesome for literally doing nothing, just sitting back and getting the goods that you usually get. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use that cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing, that, you know, that game you're dying to go to. Hell, tickets to my show at heatherontour.com. Listen, you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code absolutely when you register. All you got to do is go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code ABSOLUTELY. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code ABSOLUTELY. Again, that's Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store and use code ABSOLUTELY. Now, back to the podcast. So with Chicago being one of my absolute favorite cities in the entire world, there is this place called Wiener Circle, all right? And I know what you're thinking. The Wiener Circle. No, it is not the Sigma Chi house or the ATO house at Ole Miss. It is not. Wiener Circle is the name of a hot dog establishment in kind of near Boys Town, which is also fitting. We went out to the gay bars and then we went to Wiener Circle. And it is a place where you go to get verbally assaulted and dressed down as you're ordering your wieners. They are known for their Vienna all-beef dogs, which I love an all-beef dog. You know what I mean? When you go to the Wiener Circle, you walk up and it's a whole shtick. Like you got to be in on the shtick. They're going to be like, okay, I was about to do an Italian accent. It's not that. It's like, okay, you little blonde ass, little ass bitch. What kind of dog you want? 
And I'm like, I would like a char dog with everything on. And she's like, that's what I thought. You little fat ass little bitch. Need to lose 10 pounds, little bitch. And you're just like, I'm in. I am dialed in. It is four o'clock in the morning. I have been drinking all night with my friends after an epic show. And I specifically was like, we're going to the wiener circle because I want to get dressed down by a woman. Now I roll up and this woman's like, where y'all been, you little bitch? Everything is your little bitch. And I'm dialed in. I'm like, this is the greatest moment of my life. I love anybody who can bring the heat. And I said, I'm so sorry. I know y'all about to close, but I had a comedy show tonight. She's like, why didn't I get invited to the, to the comedy show? You little eggs my ass, little bitch. Like, you need to know that when you go to the wiener circle, they're going to call you everything. She's going to scan you up and down. If she sees a psoriasis flare up, you're going to be psoriasis, girl. She called my dear friend, Jen, who just happened to be the thinnest person in our group. You little bulimic ass bitch. Jen is not bulimic, okay, for the record. And I am not making light of an eating disorder. But she looked, my, my friend Jen was like, I don't want any, I don't want a burger or a hot dog. I just want fries. And she's like, I bet you do. No meat on them bones, bitch. I'm going to give you a little bag to barf in because you're probably going to throw up all those french fries, you little bitch. I was laughing so hard. I just had tears rolling down my eyes. So then Jen's like too afraid to order water. So of course I order like a Diet Coke. And she's like, Heather, will you order me a water? I don't want her to call me bulimic, but I really am just super thirsty. (laughs) And then the lady in the middle of having a side conversation with Raymond, screaming at him for something, turns to me and she goes, she's like, girl, girl, tell your little bulimic friend she can have a water. Don't worry. I'm not going to bully her that bad. And literally I was like, Jen, you can have a water. They're going to let you have a water. She's like, thank God. But when you're sitting down, outside on these benches waiting for this delicious Vienna all beef dog. They will then call you up, not by a ticket number, not like number five, number 20, come get your dog. It is literally your little eczema, long titty, little bitch. Come get your char dog. And you're like, I, yes, ma'am, I will be up there. I will not ask for more napkins. I did ask her for a side of mustard and she she winked at me and she's like, whatever you want, you long titty little bitch. But if you, if you ever had a security, maybe you got like a big nose, maybe you, you know, you're wearing bifocals, maybe you got thick glasses. She's going to call you four eyes. She's going to make a comment. And everybody back there, the guy on the line, the guy cleaning the trash cans, everybody is in on the, you a little bitch stick. And it brought me so much joy. And I wish that if I ever had a breakfast spot or if I had a taco stand that I could also do that. Now, I'm sure as a a woman with a blonde ponytail, they would immediately, we would get shut down by someone. But how refreshing would it be? Because already working in a restaurant is already difficult. But in order just to dress people down, we all walked up. I was in a floral dress. Chris had on a floral button down and so did Ray. And she's like, what y'all think you going to? A luau? You little Maui little bitch. And it was just, I, I mean, I just said, this is everything I wanted and more. This is everything I wanted and more. And there are some days where I wish when I pulled up to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru that I could just rattle the cage a little bit. You know what I mean? But they don't. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I mean, they're already living on the edge. They told one of our listeners, they didn't say my pleasure as she drove off. I think they just said, you got it. You know what I mean? Have a great day. And this woman almost drove off a cliff. Could you imagine if you rolled up Chick-fil-A in the morning? Yeah, I'm going to get a a Chick-fil-A breakfast sandwich. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't need jam with that? You high fructose corn syrup little bitch? Just, it brought me joy. It brought, and anybody can roll with it. And as soon as Ray started to snap back at her, and I was like, Ray, shut it down. I was like, you just let her dress you down. You don't say a fucking word. But damn, we had a good time. 
Chicago's a great town. Dude, Chicago is legit. I'm going to tell you right now, if I have ever had to go anywhere else, your girl go to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? She would go to Chi-Town. Shy-Shy. What does Kim, Kimberly call her daughter? Shy? But it's Chicago. But it's Shy-Shy. Regardless, love it. Had a great time. Thinking of Jacqueline. Hope she is well. Oh, God. Also, big shout out to the Ritz-Carlton in Chicago. We stayed there. They redid it recently. Fabulous hotel. Phenomenal. Great French fry room service at 4 a.m. Phenomenal. What else is going on? We're going to hop into the voicemails here in a second. Y'all, I just want to say I have had to keep my this very tight-lipped, and we're going to announce it in two weeks. But the special that I shot last year entitled Son I Never Had, it, it is, it's been picked up. And it is so wild. It's about to come out. And you're going to, y'all will be the first to know. And I can't announce it yet. But I want you to know that I have, I don't know if you can see this. I have my vision board. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, you can see my vision board from 2020. My 2020 vision board. And if you're on YouTube and you can zoom in, I'm not going to say anything, but you're going to be able to pick up what I'm putting down and it's on there. And that's crazy. All I want to say is she believed she could, so she motherfucking did. (laughs) She believed she could, so she did. And that is exciting. And I didn't know. I, you know, I, I, this was a lesson in when I can really talk about it. And I hate to be like I'm tickling the taint. I hate that I'm having to be secretive. There's nothing worse than when people are like, I can't talk about it right now. But I really do have to wait till we make the big announcement. But I want each and every one of you to know the way you have supported me during, I was about to say the pandemic, just but truly, the way y'all have supported me by coming out to the last tour, also coming back out to this tour. I think this tour is even better. The way that y'all have had my back, I want you to know I could not do this without y'all. And I am so incredibly grateful. So thank you. Thank you. And also write that shit down. You will look back in three fucking years and be like, wow, I'm checking this shit off. Whether you believe in any of it or not, I'm not talking about the power of the secret. I don't think there's, I think it was a conversation with me and God. And I said, this is what we're doing. He said, okay, I'm going to open the doors, but you've got to put in the hard work. And I said, everything for the glory of God. And there you go. That, that, okay, I'm off my soapbox. I just wanted y'all to know we're doing it. Anywho. We're going to get into the voicemails because I want to hear what y'all have been up to. I'm sick of myself. You know this. I'm fully sick of myself. Had a day, though, yesterday. Real quick, I will talk about myself for another three minutes, and then I will digress. Had a day yesterday where I had a full manic cleaning break. I have not been feeling great. I'm on a tail end of something. I don't know what it was. And yesterday, I had to pry myself out of bed. And when I say that I got such a horny boner from the fact that I bought two, not one, but two new vacuums at Costco, I had that shark charged. I got the mini shark, the big shark. Shout out to Shark. I would love a sponsorship. If anybody from the shark team is listening, I bought not one, but two of your damn products. 
I, Jeff came home from running errands. He did like, you know, I, I never get a day where I'm just at home, like, you know, doing the laundry, doing the this, doing the that, which I know sounds mundane to everybody else. But when you live out of a suitcase, it's kind of like I do this weird nesting thing when I'm home for like more than three days. I, I'll repaint a bedroom. Um, I will go to Hobby Lobby and, and frame an art project. Like I just do these nesting things because I think it's so unnatural to constantly be gone as much as I am. Anyways, Jeff came home from going to Whole Foods and he saw me. Dude, I, I didn't even take an Adderall. I was zip, zap, zopping around the house. I took the extension, like the shark has an extension. I was on our porch getting off cobwebs. I did. I vacuumed all the stairs, all the floors, basement, first floor, our floor. I redid the sheets. I mean, I was full blown. I was watching cleaning TikTok in one hand, bleaching the shower with the other. And then you know what happened today? I, there is nothing better than you put on brand new sheets, right? Fresh out of the dryer, bop, bop, bop. You get in. I've got the quilt on. I've got the duvet at the end. I don't sleep with the top sheet because I run hot. But I got my chili pad, which is this little pad that's right on my fitted mattress that keeps me cool. So I'm cool underneath, warm on top, and macaroni peed on the bed. So, <laughs> so that was that. And I just said, you can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. But Jeff came home after Whole Foods and he looked at me like literally, you know, that's that episode of Say by the Bell where Jesse Spano is is studying for the I think it was the SATs. And she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so, so scared. That was it. Like Jeff was holding me like A.C. Slater was holding Jesse Spano. And he's like, get a hold of yourself. Put down the sharks. Take a breather. And then he just threw me in my sauna bag. He made me get in my sauna bag to cool off, which was the opposite. I just was kind of, I had these manic panics, clean out spirals. I don't know how to describe it. I just come home and I'm like, we're reorganizing everything. And I, but, but because I have ADD, I will do it for an hour and a half and then leave half the projects unfinished. So I've become very conscious of like, I must finish it. If I'm going to, if I'm going to buy 65,000 plastic bins and label them and reorganize my, you know, acrylic heels that I don't wear, then we got to finish the project. And that's where I'm at right now. I have a lot of projects in my life that are unfinished and it's nice to be able to, we're going to, we're going to tie them up. We're tying them up. We're, it, let's let's get it done. So my my goal right now is don't start a project we're not finishing. And I'm an executor. When it comes to work, when it comes to touring, when it comes to production, like I go in and I get it done. But other aspects of my life, the ADD is where I just get overwhelmed emotionally and I don't finish the project. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you need a little encouragement to follow through and finish the closet organization, you know what I mean? follow through with the divorce. Don't say you're going to do it. Kick his ass out. Do you know what I'm saying? Follow through. Get it done. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't know if I'm getting a boob job. Get to the OR. Because guess what? You want the new titties? Let's get the new titties. By the time you're done thinking about the new titties, the scars will have already healed. And next thing you know, you're bouncing on a trampoline come spring with your new titties. It's 
So all I'm saying is don't spiral. Do it for survival. That was not a great catchphrase. Regardless, just wanted you to know. Whatever it is. I mean, I was fighting for my life. Jeff saw me on our table, on our porch, our beautiful crate and barrel table. I was on the table with the vacuum extender that I just bought at Costco, horned up with a full lady boner getting down cobwebs. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm fucking cleaning, dog. I just panic. I don't know what it is. It's like I need one day to just do it myself. And then I'm like, okay, now I can breathe. Like I canceled meetings. I canceled work obligations so that I could lose my shit with my new vacuums. I don't know what mentally, I don't know what subconsciously that means. (sighs) Maybe that means I'm unsettled. Maybe it means I'm anxious about what's coming out. I just, there's a lot of things going on in the old noggin. And I think I got to find a way. Maybe cleaning is just a cathartic way. I just, I'm not talking to anybody. I can put in my own podcast, listen to my own beautiful voice for quality control. And I just zone out and do my damn thing. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody psychoanalyze it. Let me know what's going on. You know, on this episode, I have said that basically the only hobby in my life is my animals. And I treat them like they're family because they are family. And I give them the best of the best, which is hands down farmer's dog. I love farmer's dog because my vet signed off on it. My vet was like, your dogs are healthy. They have a great coat. They have great teeth. Like, the healthy energy, that is the biggest thing for me is my dog's health. And I really, truly have always loved Farmer's Dog. I started using it before they became a sponsor of the podcast. So it was only fitting when they heard me talking about it. They were like, obviously, we want to work with you. Listen, it isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send their food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to 2.5 years longer than overweight dogs. And so can people, you know what I'm saying? Listen, a fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin to better breath, easier digestion and smaller, better poops. You know what? I'm going to start eating farmer's dog. Let's just go ahead and just put it right there. I love Farmer's Dog. And right now you can get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at farmersdog.com slash absolutely. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Again, go to thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. I love Farmer's Dog. Macaroni loves it. Rigatoni loves it. Bronson eats it. I mean, hell, maybe they'll come out with something for cats because Delta would also like to get in on the fun. But again, Farmer's Dog is the best Farmer's Dog, thefarmersdog.com slash absolutely. Drizzly is here to be your partner in parties, meaning we're here to help you take the grunt work out of the get together so you can be a confident host and actually party at your own party. That is the most annoying thing. Listen, you know I'm a hospitality queen. When you show up to my house, I will have a full charcuterie board out and whatever kind of drink you need. But when you have people coming, through the rotating door all the time, sometimes you're like, oh shit, I don't have the things I need to make a spritz. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know what I mean? I I love an Aperol spritz, but some days I don't have it. So what do I do? I use Drizzly. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it. Whoever created this Drizzly idea was fucking genius, and I hope they're just cashing 
checks left and right because that is the most annoying thing. It's 1 a.m. You came back for a late night. You're like, everybody wanting spritzes, but I'm, I ran out of Aperol because I drink it so much. What am I going to do? Well, Drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery. And I love Drizzly. So basically, I can restock anything. I just go on the app, bop, 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 type in what I need. Next thing you know, we are rolling. We are cruising. They deliver it right to my door. It is great. I mean, there's nothing worse than when you're hosting a party and you can't be a part of the party because you're so worried that you got to leave the host and you got to leave all these strangers at your house because you got to go drive out to the liquor store. Listen, all you got to do is download the Drizzly app or go to Drizzly. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use code absolutely to receive $5 off or zero delivery fee off your next order. Again, must be 21 or older, not valid in all states. Codes cannot be combined with any other offers. Not valid at all retailers. Code expires 9-15-23 at 11-59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now back to the podcast. Speaking of psychoanalyzing, I'm about to hit the hotline. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Call in. Let me know what's going on. I've been doing this podcast for three years. We've recently now been on YouTube. If this is your first time tuning into the YouTubes. Also, guys, please subscribe. Watch it on the YouTubes. I've gotten great feedback. Y'all begged me for years to make this a video podcast, which I didn't want to do. It's a lot more easy for me just to film this in the quiet comfort of my mom's basement, but I got a, I I have a fucking lease on a studio. So you dumb cunts better start tuning into the YouTubes. All right. My God, you made me get a lease. I'm locked into this for a year. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, you better start paying the mortgage. I'm just kidding. I love you, but for real, just find it on YouTube. I'm not going to do a sales pitch. You know what the fuck we're doing. All right, let's get into the hotline. 800-213-7503. I want to hear what's happening. Heather, I'm going to remain anonymous for this one. Um, I have wanted to share this with you for so long, but I decided, I don't know, that I shouldn't, but now I just going to say fuck it and do it. Okay. So long story short, um, I fell in love with a Catholic priest. Apparently it happened, says my therapist and psychiatrist, more than people would think. Um, damn, but yeah, so we met, I knew he was a priest. I don't want to go into details, but I was very like, okay, you know, we can't do this. You're a priest. I feel like, um, I have feelings for you. This is when we're just friends at first. And then he's like, well, can we see, you know, can we try to figure something out? Um, cause essentially he didn't, yeah, want to lose me in his life, No, but he didn't want to give up his priesthood. That has been the past year of my life. Um, you know, it would take hours to go over everything that's happened, Wow! but absolutely not to love and God being on different mm. sides of the spectrum. Mm. Um, I don't know entirely how I feel about God, religion, spirituality, especially after this experience. Um, I just hate that they are ever opposite in some people's life. But at the end of the day, I have to remind myself, this man can live without me. I mean, that's the answer, right? Mm. He would, yeah. Like, he's still a priest, but I still love him. And I'm scared I'll be single forever because I'm in love with him. And he loves Jesus more than me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, maybe it's not funny. But it is. Okay. Hi, listener. Wow. In love with a priest. 
okay, I don't know whether I want to tell you to watch this show or not because I the ending, I feel like it's going to also kind of bum you out. But season two of a show called Fleabag, I believe it's season two, you need to watch. It is literally, that is that is the the entire arc of the season. That is the entire gist of the show. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's an incredible British actress, writer, producer, all that creator, touches on that. And it is one of the best seasons of television ever. It is so well done. Dude, okay, in love with the priest. I got to be honest with you. Ray's non-denominational Christian. My husband's Catholic. I have a lot of friends that are Catholic. I have never, and I don't want, I don't want the Catholics coming for me. But I got to be honest with you. I feel like as an outsider looking into Catholicism, it seems a little silly that we put these priests and the nuns and the priests on a pedestal. Like they are closer to God than, than the rest. I don't know. I, does it say anywhere in the Bible that it doesn't make sense to me? However, I do understand, though, why, why you are also in love with this guy. Because he's untouchable. You being in love with a priest is also kind of like your neighbor named Susan being in love with a married man. You can't touch him. He may be married to Christ. Well, guess what? Susan's in love with John that lives across the street who's in love with Kim. You know what I mean? It's all a trifecta. It's because you can't have him. So take the fact that he's never going to be with a woman out of it. Just know he's already spoken for. Now, I think if you watch Fleabag, you might be like, you know, I'm not going to give anything away, but you may be, I don't know. You know what I'm going to tell you? You know what I would say to him? Pray on it. Be like, you can still love the Lord. See, here I am. Here I am. This is a devil. This is a devil talking. I'm here trying to convince you to have a godly man leave the church and get on those titties. You know what I mean? God forgive me. No, I'm not saying that. You, but I, I don't understand why he can't also be married and walk in the faith. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to. I'm, oh God, I am literally, I'm pins and needles. You're going to find other love. All right. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't think this is going to work out unless he wants it. Because if he's a priest priest where he doesn't, you know, can never be with the woman. Then I think we got to move on. I think you tell him you love him. I think you say, I love that you, you know, I got to be honest with you. You got to commend the guy, though, for being dialed into anything. People are so wishwashy. People are in and out. You know, you see half these guys who play fantasy football leagues. They're dedicated to these fucking players. And then as soon as they lose 40 bucks on a Sunday, they're like, I'm never going to a fucking Dolphins game ever again. Meanwhile, the man you're in love with, saved in the blood of Christ and ain't giving up. He's waiting for the water to be turned into wine and for the rapture. If the man knows you love him, but has said to you, listen, I love you, but I can't be with you because you know what I mean? I'm married to the, I'm married to the word. I think you got to go the other way. I think you do a little soul searching and, and heart and seeking in your own heart. I don't think you can lead a man away. I think it may be the devil talking. I, you know what I'm rebuking? Your titties. No, I don't know. This is complicated. 
you know, I've had other friends where like they've had very, you know, juxtaposing, very opposite religions get married. It's like, well, you know, my Jewish mom will never be accepting of such and such or, you know, my Catholic mom will never be accepting of such and such. That's already difficult to deal with. You know, you got people marrying into different ethnicities, different religions, race, etc. That can always be hard to break through. But a man who's married to the Lord, I don't think you want to deal with that divorce court. Do you know what I mean? Because I think at the end, whether you believe or not, this is what I've always said about faith. What's it going to hurt to believe a little bit? And I'm fired up for the Lord. But what's it going to hurt? I'd rather be like, yeah, I feel the light of the Lord in my heart. And then when he comes back, he was like, you're right. Then just be like out here, brat, 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 doing whatever. And then he comes back and I'm like, damn, is it too late? You know what I'm saying? It's like an, uh, it, faith to me is a little insurance adjacent. And I'm not saying that as a wish-washy follower of the Lord, but I do, I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my heart. But I do think, have an honest conversation with the guy. Say, listen, if you, you pray on it, I'm going to pray on it. And if the Lord leads you back into this bosom, I'll be here ready to go. But I also think if somebody is not available, you want it because you can't have it. That's what it is. You know what I mean? We want what we can't have. You deserve someone who is going to put you first. I'm going to tell you right now, biblically, biblically it says, when a man gets married, he clings to his wife and he leaves his family and clings to his wife. Clings, saran wraps to his wife. And y'all start your family or you become a unit. So this man can't keep it 100 and can't give you what you need, you know, the Lord's saying, you deserve better. That's on God, period. Also watch Fleabag. Wow. I didn't realize I was becoming a philosophy major. Listen, knowledge is power. And when you know more, you make better decisions. I am having to possibly look at freezing my eggs again this December. And I went back and I reordered a fresh kit from Modern Fertility. And what do you know? It let me know. Egg count still low. But I cannot explain this enough to y'all. If you are thinking about having a baby tomorrow, today, yesterday, if you're young, if you're old, whatever. It's just knowledge is power. And having an idea of what your fertility count is, having an idea of what your overall egg count looks like. Why not do this now? I love Modern Fertility. If I had not used Modern Fertility a couple years ago before I went into my initial egg freezing stage, I would have had no idea that I needed to jump on it, okay? Traditional testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests are the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Here's the deal. They send you a kit, you prick your finger, you mail it in, and then you get to talk to professionals that will give you insight on your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that is modernfertility.com slash absolutely. You know, I'm back on the road. I am jet setting and I love 
love having good, solid, fantastic, beautiful luggage. Listen, airport anxiety is a real thing. And between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass because, you know, ADHD, I'm stressed. But when you travel with base, which is my favorite bag to travel with, your bag has a function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking cute. Listen, I'm a nerd when it comes to luggage. I will literally like do my research. I like to see how many pockets, how much shit I can shove in a bag. I love Base. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while also looking fashionable. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And what I love is that every piece is made to look even better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or the overhead. And base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. I have the weekender bag. It's amazing. It's got kind of like the best way to describe it is almost like a little hard shell at the bottom of the duffel where I can put in shoes, anything heavy. I love the base weekender bag is what I carry around. But right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash absolutely. Now, let me spell that for you. It's B-E-I-S travel.com slash absolutely for 15% off your first purchase. It's B-E-I-S travel.com slash absolutely. Hi, Heather. I am going to remain nameless for the sake of anonymity, but absolutely not to accidentally discovering that your mother-in-law has an alter ego named Monique, like a bedroom alter ego. And the way you discovered it is when you announced that your son's preschool teacher is named Monique. Absolutely fucking not to getting any details about your in-law's sex life. Love and light. Bye-bye. Okay. First of all, the fact that your mother-in-law chimed in when you were talking about your son's teacher and brought anything sexual into that conversation is A, alarming. B, the fact that the alter ego is named Malik. Where did that inspiration come from? Listen, we all know Beyonce turns into Sasha Fierce, okay? Y'all all know that right before Jeff falls asleep, I turn into Tyrell. It's my favorite thing to do. And Jeff hates it. I feel like I need a sexy alter ego because it's just this voice. I need a sexy alter ego. What would my alter ego, what would my sex alter ego be? Hmm, Monica. No, hate it, hate it. We're pivoting. My sexy alter ego would be something like a Janelle. You know what I mean? If we had Jacqueline at the Chicago show, maybe I'm Janelle. And you don't know. It's like, is it Janelle or is it Janelle? We don't know. Is she French? Is she Italian? Is she from Reno, Nevada? We don't know. It's Janelle. Janelle comes in with gel nails. You know what I mean? Little ASMR, little... Mm-hmm. If you've never given a hand job and kind of just let your acrylic nails just, you know, can you hear that? I'm, I'm doing some ASMR right now. If you never just, I, do it tonight. If you've got long fingernails, 
go get a red manicure and do it tonight. Kind of grab, you know what I mean? And just run your little fingers. Can you hear that? Along it, they go nuts. They go nuts. Janelle with her gel nails. Dude, Malik. I love it. Malik is hot. You know Malik's a freak leak You know, sometimes we don't give the older people in our lives enough credit. They were here before us. They've been doing it ever since. I will never forget the first time I was performing back at my alma mater at the University of Mississippi. The alumni of Delta Gamma had this really great, they threw a sweet party for me beforehand. And it was all generations. It was some of the older Delta Gammas, some of the girls that were still in the chapter. So there were women there well into their 70s. And, you know, for Mississippi being fairly conservative, we also know how to have a good time. So my buddy Chris, who produces my show, went up and he was like, hey, ladies, I just want to let y'all know, like, this show is not PG-13 even. It's R-rated. Like, Heather's going to go there, talk about it. And I said, lady, and I, so I chime in. I'm like, ladies, please. I just want y'all to know, like, just a heads up. And one of the women goes, oh, I'm so sick and tired of this bullshit. And I took a step back and I said, what do you mean? She goes, I'm so sick and tired of y'all generation thinking y'all invented the blow job. Because you didn't. Honey, we have heard it. We have done it. So I will sit there and I will laugh my ass off because I know what you've been doing. And I was like, too fucking Shay. We're so worried about don't say anything around grandma. Don't say anything around, you know, Aunt Kathy. Aunt Kathy's been in the back of a Toyota Tercel before. Somewhere in Gainesville, Florida, doing things to a man named Randy you don't want to know about. Now, I will say that is a very odd, I mean, it, you must have an interesting relationship with your in-laws. Dude, I would die. I, I'm, I'm not. If you've been on, if you come to the tour, you know that I don't have a, a relationship with mine. But I would give anything. If I could sit around and kiki and, and tell dirty sex jokes with my in-laws, that would be so fun. Are you kidding me? I've dreamed about it. You know what I mean? What's the point of being uptight? I think what you do while you're uncomfortable, I want you to double down. I want you to, okay, this is what you're going to do. Your mother-in-law's coming over, right? It's Sunday dinner or whatever. I want you to get out her favorite. Maybe she likes a little Moscato. You're like, um, hey, this is so crazy. I was at Costco. They had a, uh, a sample of this Moscato. You need to try it. It's actually delicious. I got you an extra bottle. And she's going to be like, Moscato? How did you know I love Moscato? Peach flavor? What are we? In Santorini? And then you pour her the Moscato and you keep that glass full, get her a little tipsy. And then right around dessert when the angel food cake's been cut and you put that fresh whipped cream and the berries on, you're like, so Malik. And she'll be like, what? I want like double down. I need you to call back in and give us a full report. What does Malik do? What is Malik like? You know, does the dad have an alter ego? You Do it for the simple fact that your husband will fucking cringe. Get all the intel. It, you don't have to embarrass him. It doesn't have to be around him. And then the next time he does something that annoys you, you hit him with the details. You like, we, I, you want to know what Malik's doing right now? I'll tell you what Malik's doing. He'll be like, what is wrong with you? That's my mom. And you're like, oh, yeah? Well, you know what Malik likes? A little on the back of the butt. 
Do it just so you have a one-up. Do it just to piss off your husband. Whenever Jeff gets a little mouthy, I'll say something something really raw. He's like, what is wrong with you? Mentally, what what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I know you never thought about this, but just think. You know what I'm saying? I also grew up in a very a house where like my parents were very touchy feely. So it's not as weird. It's not like I have conversations with my mom right now about how she's ready to get digged down in a very respectful way. You know, she's like, I'm not dead yet. So for people who never had the conversations, and I do think that guys don't have, obviously don't have really like open conversations about sex with their family. It's different with girls. I don't know what it is. We all just, it was fine. You know what I mean? I knew when my I knew when my parents were having sex because it was every Saturday morning. They would both come down in bathrobes and they'd be giggling. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my sister and I would slide. We'd write on a piece of paper, "Can I have Cheerios?" Slide it underneath the door, and you just hear my mom yell, "Have whatever you want." Or whenever I would come home from a football game on a Friday night, you could hear Michael Bublé and the jacuzzi going. And as soon as you walked in, because my parents' bedroom, the primary bedroom was right above the kitchen. And as soon as you heard those jets going, Annie, Mary, Katie, and I would literally be like, nah, we're getting the hell out of here. We'd turn around and like try and get a late night meal at Maggiano's. I was like, oh, I can't deal with this. Mm -mm." But every Saturday morning when we were a kid, and it didn't click until I, I, like I figured it out when I was in like freshman year. And I was like, oh, so every time you both come down in matching bathrobes and you're giggly, you just did it. My mom was like, yeah, of course. Heather, you're such an idiot. You're naive. So anyways, all I'm saying is we're not going to sex shame Malik. Freak a leak. Freak a leak. I, I want to dial in. I want to double down and get more information. And then you store that information. And then the next time your husband does something to piss you off, your mic drop moment is, Malik likes our ass, you know, whatever. Malik likes cherries and whipped cream on her happy trail. And then you walk out and he'll be like, no, that's my mom. I think we invite her on the podcast. Like, I don't know why. I know that you're a little traumatized, but also lean in and get that story. Do it for us. Do it for us. Please do it for me. I'm getting excited just thinking about Malik getting freaky. Good for her. God, really sexually charged voicemails today. Let's get to the next one. Hi, Heather. This is Brooke from Florida. What up? I'm actually coming to see you in Orlando in September, and it's going to make my whole year. Hell yeah. Um, I absolutely not is going to bed hungry Mm. after you've been drinking, and you know it will help you feel better in the morning, but then like, being too um fucked up to eat um i was out at a hotel and or coming back to the hotel after a night out and they had a little market and they had frozen pizzas in there Mm -hmm. so i bought one um took it up to my room and every time i put it in the microwave and typed in a minute, it would still come out frozen. So I did that like three times. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to bed hungry. I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, we're all packing up. Um, I decide to look in the safe and guess 
what's in there? <laughs> My pizza. So absolutely not to that. And yeah. too fucked up to not be able to decipher a mm. microwave from a safe. Love and light. Can't wait to see ya. Love and light. First of all, I just love the deep confessions that y'all have been hitting me with today. It's great. I I literally, nothing has brought me more joy than today. So this is great. And you know what? First of all, I think that maybe we need to do a little self-reflection in the sense that, you know, uh, why are we still getting that fucked up? No judgment. No judgment. But also, what's going on internally? You know what I mean? We could have stopped at the eight, the white wine, but we went nine. So let's, let's unpack why we went to nine. But regardless, dude, I've, I've been there before. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. For me, it was always a lean cuisine. You know, I've said this a million times, but I did Jenny Craig in college. My roommate actually named Jenny and I did it. Shout out to Jenny. And we would do it, but we would go to the bar and get really fucked up. And then we would come home and Jenny Craig's best thing on their menu was the fish and chips. And we would heat up the fish and chips and eat the Jenny Craig fish and chips at like 3 a.m. after being at the college bars all night. And I would do two. And if you know anything about Jenny Craig, they're small portions, right? I mean, so it's it kind of defeats the purpose of being on the meal plan if you're eating six or seven fish and chips, consuming about, I don't know, 3,000 calories. I would eat a month's worth of fish and chips at 3 a.m. and just be like, this is survival. I got to do what I got to do. But I, you know, then we leaned up. Then we we couldn't afford the Jenny Craig anymore. It was pretty pricey. So then we went lean cuisines. Dude, if you weren't eating, if you weren't trying to heat up a chicken enchilada lean cuisine or the lean cuisine pizzas at 2 a.m. in your dorm room with all the other drunk bitches, what were you doing, though? And I had a dear friend who lost like 50 pounds one semester just by consuming vodka and crystal light and two lean cuisines a day and an apple. She had to get fiber in there. Was it healthy? No. Did it work? You betcha. We've all been there. But I love it. I love that the, you put the pizza in the safe. And it's, the safes are not big. So that must have been a little lean cuisine or a little Stouffer's pizza. I know exactly what you got. I know what hotel you were at because I stay at a lot of hotels. You walk in. They've got the the Dasani water. They've got the lean cuisines, a couple boxes of Pringles, and a hope and a prayer. I get it, dude. I mean, that's why I ended up at the Wiener Circle the other night. I don't get to go out and party as much as I used to. And most people who drink with me know alcohol doesn't affect my personality. Like, it, you, it takes a lot to knock me out. I'm the kind of girl, bop, 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 ripping shots. And I could, I won't drive home. But I could still be like, you need me to drive you to the hospital? Let's go. It just doesn't change my chemistry, my chemical imbalance. I drink, I get a little looser. I might beg for a cigarette, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you. I'm not gonna cry. Like I just get, I get just, I just undo my pants. You know what I mean? And not in a sexual way. Like, I'm just getting comfy. I just get comfy. I get tipsy and comfy. I don't necessarily get combative. I don't necessarily get hungry. I just giggle and take and just uh, loosen the belt, if you will. 
So that's why I don't party like I used to because it almost became like I love, I hit my sweet spot. My two glasses of really nice Oregon, Willamette Valley, May Syrah, Pinot Noir after a show. That's what's in my rider. I have two glasses of nice red wine. I take a Trazodone and your girl is floating back to the hotel. But I tied one on in Chicago. And I forgot what that's like. You're trying to fumble to find your hotel room key. I had mustard ketchup relish all over my titties because I just went at the wiener circle. The wiener circle. Sounds like a circle jerk. You know what I mean? But there is, but I love that you put that pizza in the safe. You were like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Nothing's worse too when you wake up and your purse is just upside down because you know you're panicking. You got back in bed, but you're like, my lips are dry. So you're trying to find your chapstick, but you you ended up picking a gloss, a very sticky Maybelline gloss. You wake up the next morning. It's just cake to the side of your face. Everything is upside down. No ID in sight. You got to backtrack. You got to call the wiener circle. You got to call the Ubers. You've lost your license. And you got a fucking lean cuisine in the safe. I just saw this thing on Instagram. It was like a travel hack. And it says to put one shoe. Well, like when you're traveling internationally and you put your passport in in the safe to also put a sneaker with the passport in the safe. So therefore you remember not to forget it because you're always going to be looking for that next shoe. And what will you do? Ding, ding, ding. Don't forget your passport in the safe. I thought that was pretty genius. That's not a bad idea. With sneakers, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to leave them here. I don't know why I bring the sneakers on the vacation. I'm not exercising. Why did I even do that? And I'm very flippant. I'm like, eh, we'll buy new ones. You know, eh, I'm exhausted. Oh, I left it upstairs. Whatever. I'll buy another shoe. That's how lazy I am. And I would get to the Munich airport, not have my passport. What would I have to leave behind? Probably Xanax. I'm like, oof, I don't have my... My magnesium, well, I'm going to get leg cramps on this 10-hour flight. I got to go back. I got to go back. Dude, what a flashback. If you were a lean cuisine girly, I don't know what you were doing with your life. I survived in, from 2005 to 2009, lean cuisine, crystal light. I was never a Lunchable kid. I'll tell you that right now. I come from a very strong Italian family. You bet your ass I had fresh mortadelle and capicola. All right. My mom was making a full meze platter. I was international in kindergarten. Some of you parents who are passing out the Lunchables, though, need to reevaluate. I don't judge people on a lot, except I've, that's basically what this entire podcast is about. But I will judge you if you show up with the lean cuisine. One of my girlfriends had linguines in her fridge and her husband enjoyed them. And I, I, I yelled at her. I dressed her down and said, you little bitch. Don't be feeding your husband no lunchable, you little bitch. And she got very upset with me. But I was like, we, well, let's make an adult version of this. Come on now. Be better. In the words of Melania Trump, be best. That is one thing that is kind of exciting about having children. It's like my mom because she grew up in a Syrian, Irish, Italian neighborhood. Like we always, we had a, a sophisticated palates earlier on. I was a kid who showed up with the bento box for lunch with the baba ganoush. 
I was. But it was never, it was always smushed. But then, you know, we would also have days where it was a ham sandwich at the bottom of a paper bag with an apple. My mom would always just throw a fucking apple on top. We were never allowed the bag of chips. I was never allowed the fun drink. It was, Robin was organic before organic was a thing and I was still a chubby child. So I would beg her to make me like a meze platter with pita chips or a falafel. Because if not, it was a paper bag. She'd do a little artistic drawing on the outside, but it was a ham sandwich. Then she would throw in a apple and that was all I got. And it was the most depressing lunch. It was either full three-star Michelin or it was good luck to you. I might as well have gone to school with a long stick and a bandana tied to the end looking like a damn hobo. That's how Robin has two modes. We're either pulling out all the stops or go fuck yourself. Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather, this is Rachel from Chattanooga, Tennessee, which could be its own. Absolutely not sometime, Mm. but absolutely not to husbands who have all the ideas and also ADHD. I'm out here picking tomatoes and sweating my ass off in the Tennessee summer heat listening to your podcast, which thank you for the giggles. You're welcome. But I'm out here sweating my ass off because he's an idea man, but not a follow through man. (laughs) So I've got to pick these goddamn tomatoes. Yeah. Otherwise, all of this money with all Mm -hmm. of these ideas will have been a waste. So absolutely not to husbands who are ideas, idea men with ADHD, Mm -hmm. not follow through. And absolutely yes to your podcast giving me all the giggles while I'm sweating my tits off out here. Love and light. Okay, well, this couldn't come at a more fitting time because I was talking about this earlier and I did not pre-plan this. Literally, these were just sent to me from Tina. I, I identify with your husband. Can I tell you though, ideas people end up being pretty successful. But this is why a marriage is a partnership and a team. And whenever Jeff and I are getting on each other, whatever, I always try and take a pause and I go, we're a team. We are partners. We are not enemies. The best marriage advice I ever got is you are not again, like when shit hits a fan, you're, you're on the same team. So how do you help each other? Because that's Jeff has this exact conversation with me all the time. Because we live with my mom. He also sees I get it from her. He's like, in the middle of a manic clean, my mom has put down the vacuum and gone and started to hang new paintings. Like, that's how ADD it is. Crippling. And I try to explain to him the way my brain works. It's like a pinball machine. Like, bing, bing, bing. Like, just ping him back. But ideas make money. But you have to figure out the discipline to follow through to finish the idea. Again, every other aspect of my life, I follow through. Work, podcast, tour, when I'm writing, when I'm doing a creative project, there's a lot of follow through. But every other aspect of my life, it is, I start jumping and then I get a little bored and then there's a hummingbird on the porch and the next thing you know, I'm in a deep wormhole about what's going on in the Ukraine on TikTok. I don't know what to do. I've taken like the alpha brain stuff. I took Adderall. Adderall just made me grind my teeth. So then I ended up with giant masseters and I needed Botox in my jaw. So I wouldn't have lockjaw. I mean, if I want to be living off smoothies the rest of my life, I could have done so. Jeff is funny because I say that Jeff is somewhere on the spectrum a little bit with, you know, a little bit of the tism because he gets dialed into things. And so, and he calls it passion, but there are days where I'm like, babe, I think, you know, he just, he's highly intelligent. 
and he'll get dialed into stuff in the opposite way that I am, right? So like your husband and I, we'll start a project. I'm like, this is it. I saw a TikTok. We got to start growing our own shit. And I just lose it. I go to Home Depot. I drop $1,000. And next thing you know, I just expect somebody to build me raised beds in the backyard so that we can produce our own stuff. Meanwhile, we live on the river. We got deer everywhere. I mean, good luck to you being a fucking botanist. My husband, though, is the opposite. He will do months of research. He will be the best gardener you have ever seen. He will get so dialed in, so locked in that you actually then can't pull him out of it to like, I don't know, go to lunch. You know what I mean? He calls it passion. (laughs) I call it, I don't know what I call it yet. But there are days where I go, hey, honey, hey, are we done studying about intermittent fasting? We could just also just try eating lunch at one instead of noon. Let's just try it. He's so funny. He's got to do massive amounts of research before he does anything. Truly, when he was going to do intermittent fasting, he studied it for eight months. And I finally one day just got so annoyed. I go, just skip breakfast. Just skip it. Just skip breakfast. And there you go. Now you've intermittent fasted. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm just going to say right now. Intermittent fasting, it's just kind of an eating disorder. Said it. We're just going to skip meals. Just said it. It kind of worked for me. I, I tried it a little because I don't love breakfast. The only breakfast I love is Hen Mother Cookhouse. Shout out to Chef Soraya. She's the best of the best. But I'll go eat breakfast at her place. But I'm not the kind of person. I don't get up and I'm like, this is what I want. Jeff is also very particular. Like he has his routines. He doesn't like to be thrown off his routines. And so there, some days I'm like, are we good? What are we dialed into? And he's like, I am studying. I don't know. Like, it could be anything. Astrology. And I, I and I never know what it's going to be. So I hear you, but I actually, ma'am, it's not an absolutely not for me because it's an absolutely not for me in the sense that I, I relate to your husband. I am that bitch. And ev- anything that I get dialed into, it's never cheap. I'm like, we're going to be skiers. And then I'll buy the gear and I haven't stepped foot. I am so jealous of people right now that have hobbies. And I know that that sounds, that's probably a very privileged comment, but I'm very, like, I've been thinking about this. I'm like, I don't have a hobby outside of comedy and manic cleaning. I don't know what that says about me. I wanted to take up pickleball. I'm never in one place enough to do do the pickleballs. Maybe, I, you know, and I'm going to text Jeff as soon as we get out of here. I'm going to say, meet me at the courts. We got it at our country club. Let's go hit some pickleball. Like, I, I desperately wanted to have some sort of sport athletic hobby. I mean, I play golf, but I got to get back into that. Because, again, with ADD, if you're the kind of person, like, I expect to just show up. Say, I don't know. Say I start taking late adult uh, acrobatics. You know, they have those like ribbon classes where they tie you into the harnesses and then you're doing the acro yoga. I would love to do that. But I would get frustrated if I showed up and I wasn't like out out the gate good at it. So when you have ADD or ADHD, that's also the thing. You start all these things because it excites you because you're somebody who likes to learn. You like to do things. You, you know, your brain, I would like to say we are working at a mensa level. I think any doctor would disagree but that's why your brain is just all these thoughts and ideas. 
So you're ping ponging around, but we never stick with anything to do it. Like I told y'all earlier this year, I said I was going to learn a special thing this summer. I was going to learn how to be a DJ. Have not even bought the equipment yet. Because what happened? Life got busy and I forgot I wanted to DJ. Could I still do it? Yes. When do I have time off? December. (sighs) December. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I get for Christmas. I get a DJ kit and I just annoy the fuck out of my family. I mean, I could learn how to spin, you know, mix a little Jay-Z with some cocktail jazz. That's a new challenge. But anybody with ADHD who's listening to this knows. It's like, just like one minute you're ordering Chinese food. The next minute, you just somehow spend $2,000 on badminton equipment because you saw one TikTok. And that's, I'm not saying that I'm like frivolous with money because the stuff will come in that I'm immediately like, I forgot I did that. It's like, I get a rush. It's like, I know I'm, I'm about to eat some egg rolls and I just get such an excitement that I'll then like, okay, egg rolls makes me think of the Olympics, which makes me think of something that I saw, which was badminton, badminton. I gotta be a badminton player. And then I just order all the equipment and then it shows up a week later. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'll yell at Jeff. It's like, I black out. I'm like, Jeff, why are you being so frivolous with our dollars? He's like, I didn't fucking do this. You did. You remember last week when I asked you to order dinner and you said you ordered. And and of course, I'm also an excess orderer of food. People are like, why did you order six things of egg rolls? Because my fear is because my mom barely fed me. I'm always afraid that there's never going to be enough food for people. You know, I was a chubby kid. She was trying to she was trying to do me a fave. But in the. In the long run, now that I have a little bit of money, I, I am very, I get nuts about ordering food. You're like, you were ordering egg rolls. Next thing you know, you blacked out. You said you were leaving me for a man on the Taiwanese badminton team. I'm like, that was a threat. And then I'll return it immediately. I will let you know, though, my financial advisor, shout out to Scott Schoenberg. He said, Heather, you really don't spend a lot of money. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. A wife of the year. A wife of the year. But I get it, dude. There's nothing worse. When you have a partner and you're, you are a partner, that is what you do together. You are in a partnership. And your spouse is like, we're doing tomatoes. We're going to start a, you know what's the worst? Remember when like everybody starting their at-home craft brewery was a thing? Enough. You guys bought all the fucking kettles and the steamers and the things and the vats and all the yeast. And then it became a hot fucking science experiment in the garage. Everybody almost died at the block party from your homemade hooch. Leave it to the real brewmasters. My mom started making homemade kombucha and almost killed us all. She had the mother in it like the bacteria. She makes her own red wine vinegar, which is phenomenal. But for a minute there, she started making kombucha. And finally, I actually, I did a little research on it. I was like, I just want to make sure what she's making. And I did a little research. And literally the first warning was, can kill you. 
and I threw it out and I'll never forget. She's never been so pissed at me when I threw out her booch. But I said, mom, I love you. I know you're smart, but you're like me. You didn't finish reading the directions because you have crippling ADHD. You probably saw a fucking butterfly outside and you were chasing it. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I was the kind of kid when if you described between me and my sister, my sister would be inside reading a book and I was outside trying to smell a wind chime. You know what I mean? Ashley was inside being scholastic, furthering her future. And I didn't know the dip. I thought wind chimes were like a scratch and snip. I'm out there just letting it rub against my face. Like, smells like vanilla. Like, that's the kind of kid I was. Joined the soccer team for the snacks. I, that's just the kind of kid I was. Lived in a fantasy world, kind of still have. But with this brain, I'm able to juggle 65 different things. Like the lawyer at the Chicago show. I do a little bit of this. I do a little bit of that. Well, so do I, Mark. So do fucking I. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. But that also means I have no other hobbies. <laughs> I think my hobby right now is just is my French Bulldogs. I smell them. I clean their ears. I give them kisses. We do tummy rubs. I do little strawberries right on their tummy. That's what I do. I do need some sort of hobby. God damn it. All right, I'm going to get on it. If anybody has suggestions for hobbies that if you too have a uh, attention deficit disorder, please let me know. And I want you to know right now, I do not at all use ADHD as an excuse like some of my other colleagues no, I'm kidding. But I look at it as that's why I'm a creative genius. That's why I'm able to deal with people like Jacqueline during the middle of the Chicago show. Because even though I'm delivering a joke on the left side of the stage, I can see you're out of my, the corner of my eye. And I know I got a beeline stage right, address it, and then get back to the punchline. So at the end of the day, you know what they say? Don't let it hold you back. Let it set you free. Look at me philosophy major. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm going to start doing debate or some shit. I don't want to get into politics. Exhausting. I don't trust anybody. You know what I mean? I don't trust anybody. So that's where I'm at. Look, I just got a text. Okay. My texts are up on my computer. I just got a text from my mom. She knows I'm here. She knows I'm in the studio. She knows do not disturb is on until I'm done recording this podcast. Starving. Lunch? Question mark. I've only been here 45 minutes. She forgot. She literally forgot. You know, and eventually we will turn into our parents. And you just got to hope. You got to hope you get the good parts. But as long as you're observant, as long as you call yourself out on your bullshit, it's people who don't realize that they're, they're bad at shit. Like Jeff's like, you leave a mess everywhere. Being messy is also a part of being a little ADHD. Because they started one thing, forgot about it over here. As, but I'm aware I'm like, Jeff, you know how this goes. Yes, my clean clothes are in one pile, my dirty clothes are over here. I haven't unpacked that bag. And tonight, I'm going to have a 10-minute burst of energy that is going to be so manic, you're not even going to understand what's happening. I will have two vacuums strapped to my back. I will be sipping a homemade pina colada that is literally sitting in a Stanley cup that is just in my sports bra through my tits. And I will be sucking through the straw as I vacuum the ceiling and fold the clothes with my toes. That's called my 10-minute tidy every night, 8 p.m. I put on a pair of rollerblades and I fucking do the work. So don't nitpick me 
all day long and you're going to do yank and you're going to do dad. You know, I do it. 8 p.m. every night I come alive because that is the usually when I'm walking on stage. It is built into my blood, my circadian rhythm, my muscle memory. 8 p.m. I've got strap on the skates. Give me an adult beverage, a vacuum, and I don't know, a tax return, and I will fucking get it done. Where my 8 p.m. night out was at. And then I will crash at 2 a.m. in a deep, dark TikTok spiral that will leave us all worried for our lives. That's what's up. Anyways, okay, I could be doing this all day. Side note, want to let you guys know I am back on the road. A lot of these shows are going to be sold out. I don't want to hear it. I was at this golf tournament this weekend and people were like, Heather, do you have tickets left to the show? Bitch, get on it. Do not wait to the last minute. Just buy them. Heather on tour.com. Next city I'm going to after Labor Day, I'm going to be hitting San Diego and Phoenix, Arizona, two of my other favorite cities to perform in. I mean, we got so much good shit coming this, this semester. We're going to Tampa. We're going to Orlando. We're going back to North Carolina. Where else am I going? LA. Get your tickets to the show at the Pantages. You better get them now. And then we're shooting the second special. And remember, I will be announcing soon when you can see the first tour that I did almost a year later, which is weird. I'm like gearing up to do press and I'm like, I haven't even touched this material in, in a year. But this is how this is how it works. We're already on to the next thing, which is very exciting. But regardless, I'm so grateful that y'all came out. Y'all packed the fucking house in Chicago and just made me have the most wonderful weekend. Vegas was incredible. I'm going to be coming back to Vegas. I believe in January, we're about to announce that. And um, I just feel very blessed. So even though I may leave little messes and I may need a little extra help, I'm out here doing the Lord's work. And so are you. And I'm going to be praying for the girl who called in about the, she's in love with her priest because that is a rocky road. I think you got to literally let go, let God. You know what I mean? I think you got to let that one, let go, let God. And that's on God. All right. I love you. I mean it. I will see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not podcast. Again, you can always call into the hotline with your Absolutely Nots, 800-213-7503. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.